Old Testament follows the story of a people, and yes, we all have our heroes and heroines, um, and those people stand out. But the overriding big story is of God and his people. In the New Testament, what do we find out? Someone please read Matthew chapter 1, verse 21. Jesus gathers 12 disciples around him. And can someone, uh, this is the last one I think I'm going to ask you to read, Acts chapter 2, verse 1, verse one, please. They were all together. Pentecost was corporate. Pentecost happened when the people came together and the Holy Spirit fell on them. I like how the theologian Bruce Milne puts it. The believing community is the soil in which personal faith sprouts and is nourished. And then let's think about some of those images that are given to us in the Bible to help us understand what the church is people of God, the body of Christ, made up of many parts, the building of God. Now, I'm no builder, but I'm guessing if there aren't enough bricks, the building doesn't exist. The kingdom of God, the family of God, the flock of God, corporate, plural, Images that speak of an interconnectedness between all the people who make up the church. Our Christian faith isn't just defined by our individual relationship with God. Yes, it is important. I actually lied earlier. I'm going to ask someone to read 1 Corinthians 14, verse 4 to 5, please. Communion. This isn't about just building ourselves up. This is about our responsibility to each other as God's people, building each other up. So let's think about a word that describes these relationships. And we're going to do quick word association, which I feel will be fascinating. I want to say the word... Fellowship. What's a word that springs to mind? Anything? Friends? Bring and share lunch? Does that involve a soggy quiche? (laughs) Any other word? Fellowship. Joy. Trust. Together. I actually had a whole thought in my head that it was going to involve a soggy rich tea biscuit and a 
just like proper proper cold uh, proper cup of tea. Fellowship. Or um, now you're going to have to uh, excuse my Greek pronunciation. Not language is not a strong point of mine. Quinonia. <laughs> not quinoa. <laughs> However, I feel quinoa could be used <coughs> in koinonia. Sharing means sharing something together. It means sharing the same lifeblood as someone else. Isn't that a really deep, profound point? Sharing the same lifeblood as someone else. So we're going to spend just a short period of time thinking about what are the things that we is that that biblical word, quinonia, it's not about the lovely fluffy feelings that we have when we stand around having a cup of tea or um, we say, uh, oh yeah, that was really lovely fellowship today, wasn't it? Quinonia is about being an objective It expresses what we, in all our differences, share in together. That we are all here because of the grace of God. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That we are grounded in the common purpose and life. We come together to worship God. We say together the words of the creed to remind ourselves of who we are. 166 hours we spend a week elsewhere. But two hours, if you get here a bit early and stay a bit late, we come together to remind ourselves of who we belong to, who we worship, that we are loved children of God. Secondly, what do we hold together? Common stories. What we give out together. The early Christians in Acts chapter 2 devoted themselves to fellowship. Not being a holy huddle, but to be sent out, to be commissioned every Sunday. We come every Sunday, we are reminded of who we are what we are called to. At the end of each service, we say, go in peace to love and serve the Lord. We do it in the name of Christ. We are commissioned week in, week out 
Thirdly, we have a common responsibility to each other. We look out for each other. So those times that actually someone can't stagger to the front for prayer ministry, actually they've got people around them who will say, let me pray for you. And we're brave enough to say that, even if they say, actually, no, no, it's fine we're family and we belong together and we accept that. One of the most uh, poignant moments for me here was two years ago when my brother-in-law had died. He'd starved himself to death over two weeks. And then two days later, my father-in-law, no, my father-in-law died first, and then Duncan died two days afterwards. And I wanted to come to church because I needed to be with my family. And Beth Faulkner came and sat with me during that service. She saw that as the hymns we were singing about death has lost its sting, just pierced me. And yet Beth heard and saw and sat next to me. I love it when I see people ministering to each other. We meet together to remember who we are, to be commissioned, and to strengthen each other as we go out for the rest of the hours during that week into a culture whom God is an utter good in theory though isn't it but how do we put this into practice and sometimes as a body of God's people we miss the mark you know it's a bit like that family moment isn't it where you're with your family you know can't see the family. <laughs> and Uncle Pete stands up and does a weird dance. Oh my goodness, it makes my mind. <sighs> when your brother stands on the table and dances really badly. And you just want to say, really? How am I related to these people? Have a look around, everyone. <laughs> so how is a church, communal people, 
interestingly, when you go on Wikipedia and you Google church images, what comes up? Buildings, not lots of faces. Church as people, how do we do this? In 2017, Church of England published a report called Setting God's People Free. And um, it was the kind of analysis of a previous survey that had been done where nearly 3,000 respondents, people went to Spring Harvest, kind of Christian festivals, big evangelical churches was conducted And 82% of these uh, Christians had been Christians for over 10 years. And 67% of them were in some kind of leadership within this church. I think there should be a think of this. Some of you might be really great at numbers, but I don't think you know heads. Okay, when you can. of these 3,000 people of working age said that the most challenging context to be a disciple of Christ was in the workplace. 62% of um, those in full-time paid employment experienced little, not much, or no help separation from their life and ministries of church to deal with the issues they faced at work. Church didn't help them with their everyday work life. And 47% of these people, bearing in mind 82% of them have been Christians for more than 10 years, 67% in some form of church leadership, 47% said they did not have a story to tell about how God had worked in their lives. Fifty-nine percent of Anglicans surveyed said that their church does not equip people well for life in today's world at home, work. And as a church, that means we need to ask ourselves some really hard questions. As the vicar, I am in a particular role where I need to ask really hard questions. And we're going to be sending a questionnaire out when we've compiled the questions. Because if that's how you guys feel, we've got to do something about it. we help equip each other to live our faith out day in, day out in the difficult situations we find ourselves in. 
Now, I know that the big Sunday morning meeting for people, that might be tricky. People fi might find that hard. And sometimes you can be in a big crowd of people and feel the most lonely that you ever feel. We've got some brilliant people that have come here. And we're always looking to develop them more. I know that some of you are in prayer circuits where two or three are gathered together. I am with you. And the diocese in response of this are um, piloting and rolling out several um, plans. And one of which, which I just think is great, is called the fire pit. And it's just where a group of people, probably no more than five, get together. It can be over a costa, it can be in the pub, it can be over the dining room table, it can be in the playground, where literally we're just helping each other with that language of where is God? How can 67% of people who are in church leadership, 40, how can 47% of people say they have no story of God's at work in their lives? And is it that we just don't have the language to express that? And so this, these little groups, they're so simple. You share the highs and lows of the week. What's made you smile? What's made you upset? Where have you seen God at work this week? Is there something from the Bible that resonates or feeds into any of these experiences? Or if you you're not a great um, scripture remember, I was always bottom of my Bible memory verse. I was always bottom, so seriously, no shame. But is there a line or a hymn or a song that speaks into that? And then just what do you commit yourself to this that week? It's that simple. It's that simple. And I would love people to just think, oh, I'll give that a go. And it might be that you can think, actually, I'm going to ask so-and-so, I'm going to ask so-and-so. But if you think, I'd like to give that a go, but I don't actually know who I could ask, then I've got a bit of paper at the front. And it might be, that you end up with Weird Uncle Pete. But the questions are there. Where is God at work in our lives? Because we've got to get this language. And we've got to do it together because we belong together. Just some thoughts as we end plural of disciples is church. Because we don't show up, church doesn't happen. It's by the very nature of what church is. And one of the things that always takes me slightly aback when people say to me, and it just throws me for a minute, is when people say, why doesn't your church do this? so tempted to hold a mirror. <laughs> you are the church. 
constitution every single person here why didn't the church do this you are the church you have the power to do it the Fudd family we have a corporate choice of how we shape this family is it made up of members who yeah I'm sort of attached to that family but to be honest I'd rather not spend any time with them whatsoever or I'll turn up every now and then we've got a member of our family who lived in Australia and came over for six months we didn't know until they went back want to be like that as a body of people I don't care what age you are what your knowledge is you have a place to shape who we are do we want to be a people of really loosely connected or do we want to be a body of people committed to one another committed to God in the most frustrating bewildering at times beautiful and joyful body of this people my small group leader Celia woman of many wise words we were talking about church on Thursday and she said those disciples well they were a right old motley crew weren't they we're a right old motley crew we can't see the family but my goodness what a motley crew can do together when we are focused encourage you put it in your diary if you're so busy you can't fit church in do it as well speaking diary entrance 10 30 sunday morning to 11 30 even if you can't stay to a soggy biscuit no they're not soggy sorry <laughs> they're not soggy a delicious biscuit and a cup of tea i'm sorry i've offended even if they were soggy. <laughs> even if you can't stay, put it in your diary an hour. You've got 167 other hours in the week. Come, be reminded who you are. Be commissioned. love this motley crew as we go out to see Jesus.